Next on BYU Sports Nation, jump around, jump up, jump up, and get down. BYU shocks number six Wisconsin and the entire college football nation. What were the five craziest things that happened Saturday against Wisconsin? Plus, it's another Maddich Monday. And hello, top 25. Let's go. The kick is on its way, and it is going left of the uprights. It's no good. It has missed. And the Cougars lead it. 24-21, 36 seconds to go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hey, we just got started, right? That's what happens when you believe. When you work hard, you believe in each other, and you love each other. That's what happens. Magic happens right there, right? I'll steal it from Austin Collie when he said back in the day. Guys, we're going to have a lot of magical games next oh, yeah. the season. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. I came to win, battle me, that's a sin. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, September 17th, (laughs) wherever and however you're connected. BYU did it. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with reverse curse specialist Jerem Jordan. Listen, I called for 17-plus and going for two for Wisconsin with the express consent that it would be reverse curse. And dang it, it worked. Congratulations to BYU. What a win. I didn't think BYU could do it. I don't think like anyone thought BYU could do it outside of BYU. And and BYU did. I'm so happy I was wrong. I'm so happy we were wrong. Although I did say the words on the show last week that BYU would win the game. Followed by me laughing. <laughs> yes. Just so it would get on tape. Just so it'd get on tape. <laughs> BYU won, man. We're going to break it down. Today's a great day. Yeah, I came across a fantastic family from Las Vegas who flew into uh, Madison to watch the game that said, Tell Jerem thank you for 17 plus. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I took one for the team. What a Monday show we have lined up for you across BYU Sports Nation. Aleva Hifo had more touchdown passes on Saturday than anyone else in the game. He joins us live in studio in about 15 minutes. Plus, it's just another Maddich Monday. ESPN's Trevor Maddich in 40 minutes. What does this win mean for BYU and their reception to the national pundits? Plus, a programming note. Those of you in the uh, Salt Lake and uh, Salt Lake County and Utah County markets, Ogden, uh, let's see, Weaver County as well, you can now listen to BYU Sports Nation and the rest of the great programming on BYU Radio on 107.9 FM. In Utah. Dial it up. Enjoy. Right now, we're dialing up today's winning BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football stuns number six, Wisconsin, 24-21 for a dramatic road win in Madison. Freshman Skyler Southam kicked the game-winning field goal for BYU with just under 10 minutes to go, and the Cougars used a critical defensive stand in the final moments. BYU, by the way, now 2-1 in gauntlet games. BYU is ranked 25th in this week's AP poll. BYU's 25th. Are you kidding me? It's the first ranking for the Cougars since week three of 2015. How about Cougars in the NFL? Kyle Van Noy recorded six tackles and an interception for the Patriots in a loss. Taysom Hill, ho-hum, had a 47-yard kick return for the Saints in a win. What can't he do? Fred Warner had 10 tackles for the 49ers in a win, including the final tackle of the game to help prevent the Lions from a late score. Oh, and Kainakua 
has signed on with the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. And number one ranked BYU women's volleyball swept Weber State in three to remain undefeated in the final non-conference match of the season. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, shock the college football world. Well, mission accomplished. For BYU, the Cougars stun Wisconsin in week three, throwing a knot into the Badgers' college football playoff hopes and delivering what Sports Illustrated calls the first major upset of the 2018 season. 24-21, down go the Badgers at Camp Randall as BYU ends Wisconsin's 41-game non-conference home win streak. Jerem, what were your initial reactions to the win as the game clock struck zeros? Well, there's a lot of uh, excitement as we got ready for the postgame show. Very exciting. Um, what a difference a year can make. BYU was 4-9 last year, lost 40-6 to to this team at home, and then a year later goes and wins in Madison? Are you kidding me? 41's a special number, by the way. 41-game uh, non-conference win streak snap for Wisconsin. Uh, the men's basketball team snapped a 41-game home win streak for Gonzaga ah. when, uh, when Gonzaga Lost to the Cougars in Spokane. The magic of 41. First true road win against the top 10 team for BYU since 1984 in Pitt. Pretty crazy, right? Um, BYU also won this game. Wisconsin didn't lose it. BYU won it. BYU is more physical. Ran the ball really effectively. Picked their spots. Throwing the ball. Special teams. Really solid defense. Fantastic. Won the turnover battle. BYU won this game. Wisconsin did not lose it. BYU won it. My initial reaction... They actually did it. Also, this is one of the greatest wins in the history of BYU football. <laughs> I said it on Thursday. Yeah. If BYU beats Wisconsin, it'll be one of the greatest wins in BYU football history. Well, there you go. Also, I'm so happy for Kalani Satake, the coaches and the players. And then shortly thereafter, I went to how in the world did BYU lose to Cal? Yep. <laughs> yep. I wonder if BYU needed to lose to Cal to beat Wisconsin. I think there that factors I, into it absolutely. Think about it. BYU was a double-digit dog on the road to two Power 5 teams and won those games. But at home, BYU was a favorite and lost. I wonder if BYU needs kind of the chip on their shoulder, no one thinks we can do it mentality to win. Now, this week, BYU plays McNeese State. That should be a win. BYU's never lost to an FCS. And then at Washington, probably a double-digit dog again, even though BYU's ranked. Well, the Cougars have fared well uh, as a double-digit underdog. Can BYU play a Heisman Trophy candidate every game, by the way? That also. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that also. To be a top-10 team, a lot of crazy has to happen, okay? It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be a little crazy. And given that BYU lost to Cal last week and scored zero offensive touchdowns in the first 59 minutes, the result against the Badgers was wild, crazy, in fact. So here are the top five craziest things that happened in the BYU win over Wisconsin. Number five, the defense did its job, Spencer. They contained Jonathan Taylor. They held him well below his season average. And contained his 117 yards. Like, whoa, whoa. Four and a half a carry is not a big number for that guy that was averaging 7.8 and averaging 199 a game. A lot of people think he's the best running back in all of college football. He's amazing. They contained him, and they did so without Butch Pau. Which, he was dressed and questionable. I'm wondering if it was hurt or otherwise. We don't know, but he didn't play, and it didn't 
hurt the defense. So credit to Adam Pulsifer, Riggs Powell, and company who made up for Butch Powell. Zach Daw, huge late sack yeah. against defense Alex Hornibrook. Yeah. Just an outstanding effort. Shoney Takitaki, 13 tackles. Oh, he was incredible. Thane Anderson, 11 tackles and, and the an interception. interception. Ugh. Defense, as you said, Jerem, did its job. Number four, Tanner Mangum finishes with 89 yards passing and BYU wins. <laughs> okay, listen, that's not a sustainable output, right? But in this game, that's what BYU needed. BYU is not pushing the ball down the field. That means to me, big picture, BYU is not going to win like nine or ten games if BYU can't, you know, get a little more from that position from Tanner. More on that with Trevor Maddish coming up later. But it was what BYU needed. The Dallin Holker play didn't happen. That would have been like 40 right there. He was composed, and I don't know why game manager has like this negative connotation. Well, it's BYU. We don't we don't recruit game managers. I right? thought like, he managed Tanner the game he beautifully. More than that, he right? managed the game beautifully. Okay, number three. Eleva Hefo's touchdown pass. Oh, Eleva Hefo threw a <laughs> touchdown pass. The trick play. That was incredible. And I think BYU set that up with those jet sweeps a bunch early. On the first drive, Eleva Hefo had two touches, I think. And then Ronald Laula puts it down wide open. It was the perfect play call at the perfect time. So BYU had a special name for that trick play. We'll talk to Eleva Hefo about next. that. Yeah. He'll join us in just a few moments. Number two in the top five craziest things we saw. Squally Canada outrushes Jonathan Taylor by one yard. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Squally Canada didn't just outrush Jonathan Taylor. Squally Canada averaged 10.7 yards per carry against Wisconsin. Yeah, wait, my notes have that as excellent, Jerry. That's incredible. Uh, Taylor averaged four and a half. Squally Canada against Arizona and now Wisconsin has been the man. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns on the season. Incredible. And number one, Jeremy, I'll give you the drum roll. Top craziest thing we saw on Saturday. BYU won the game. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. Like, BYU went in, beat sixth-ranked Wisconsin, 21-point underdog, Heisman Trophy candidate on the other side, top 10 team. I mean, this is one of the greatest wins, like you said, in BYU football history. And I am so happy. I am so happy to be wrong. I thought... It'd be good if BYU competed in this game. BYU didn't compete. They won and won in the trenches, won the turnover battle. Special teams were really solid. A freshman kicker makes a game-winning kick. BYU ices the kicker, and he misses. Gaglione misses, and BYU wins. This is a fantastic day to be a Cougar. Forget moral victories. In (laughs) fact, can you play the actual victory? Actual victory. Yes. Yes. It's an actual victory. Losers discuss moral victories. (laughs) On Sunday, just before the AP Top 25 poll was released, we saw a few AP voters leak out their ballots purposely and list BYU in the Top 25. Notably, longtime college football insider Brett McMurphy had BYU at number 22. John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News had BYU at 19. In that moment, I thought, and I'm sure many of you thought, Wait a second, is BYU actually going to get ranked today? Sure enough, with 75 points, BYU hit right at number 25 and put the Cougars back in the rankings for the first time since week three of 2015. It's been three years, and they're back. Jerem, were you shocked when you found out BYU 
was actually in the AP Top 25. No, I tweeted after the game. I thought BYU would be in or barely out. So I'm not shocked. At the moment, BYU's number 25. It's fantastic. We've talked about without a conference, this is the only way for BYU to be nationally relevant, like to quantify it. Obviously, it's like, oh, if you make sports center highlights, you're probably relevant in uh, hopefully a positive way. But this, this is great. Play McNeese State, beat McNeese State, go up to Washington, Washington for a ranked matchup. And by the way, we should know today, I believe, where that will be played on TV um, 13 days out. We should find that out today. Now, in Independence. Where and when? What channel and what time? In Independence, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time that BYU will play a game on BYU TV as a nationally ranked team. I haven't kept track of that. Generally, I just look at the schedule and go, who's the worst team? And Which I go, oh, means that's our game. The highlights from <laughs> BYU TV between BYU and McNeese State yeah. will be featured da- on Sports. Dave and Blaine, don't mess it up, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I was shocked. I, I expected BYU to get some notoriety. I didn't think they, that they would get enough credence from the national writers well, to think get about all it. the way into the top two 25. wins over power five teams one's over top 10 and the margin of loss is three on the one line i i get and the, is fact, this 2016? That, the fact that cal is three and zero helps okay right three and zero. yep they're three and zero. byu's only loss was by three to the bears i think it's fantastic yeah I, every time that byu's beaten the top 10 team they've jumped into the polls okay so 84 that team loses steve young gordon hudson 84 right they beat Pitt. They go from unranked all the way up to 13. That's what happens. And then, and then when BYU beat Miami, they were ranked. When BYU beat Oklahoma, they were ranked. When BYU beat Air Force in 85, BYU was ranked. Cougars at number 25. And maybe you think that's the craziest thing from the game. Our question of the day, what is your craziest moment from BYU's win over Wisconsin? Time to hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At Vid and Slish on Twitter. When my 11-month-old daughter independently stood up for her very first time and then started to clap and sing along with the family when we spontaneously broke out into the Cougar Fight song. (laughs) She was apparently born with rise and shout in her blood. Very nice. Continued way in using Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on what the Cougars did to outman Wisconsin. And next, the man who had more touchdown passes than anybody else on Saturday, Aleva Hifo. He <laughs> threw a dime. He's in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation. He said he's coming for Tanner's job, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coming up at the top of the hour, Greg Rubel talks with the BYU football coordinators on Coordinator's Corner. Today it's Jeff Grimes and Elisa Tuiaki, and there's a little bit to chat about. It's coming up at 1 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The chess master, Jeff Grimes. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside... Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show live, download the podcast or watch it by going to BYUSN.com. Experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day. What is your craziest moment from BYU's win over Wisconsin? Nick Lee, in on Facebook. Waiting in line for President Nelson at Safeco Field. Home of the Mariners. In Seattle. I turned on the game to watch the missed field goal and involuntarily yelled. 
Others asked me what happened, and then random high fives ensued. There were 47,000 people at uh, President Nelson's talk at Safeco Field. Like, 47,000? That's the most since the 01 playoffs for the Mariners, probably. And a large number of very, very happy very BYU cool. fans. Very Hashtag cool. BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is BYU wide receiver Aleva Hifo and part-time quarterback now after the win at Wisconsin. Aleva, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure having me. You bet, man. I, why would we not have you after you delivered that dime to Moroni Laulaputitan? Now, you told me something after the game, and I want everybody to know this. You you gave a special name to that play on Monday. So tell us about when it got implemented and what the name of the play was. Uh, the name of the play was called Bucky. I think that that's when they're mascots. <laughs> the, the play is just called Bucky Wright, and we just knew that the formation and everything to be in. And we implemented that play last Monday. It's kind of funny how it came about because the first period in practice, Fessy had all the receivers kind of have like an audition to see who can throw the best. And I guess I, I guess I won that. <laughs> so, so did you know that you won the competition? Like, okay, if we do this, Aleva, you're the guy? We each had about like two throws. And then Fessy told me after, he said, okay, Aleva, you're going to be the guy. And then we started practicing it okay. all week. So I thought it was funny. I, I didn't think we were going to run it that early in the game. So, But you knew you were going to run it at some point? Yeah, we knew it was going to come up at some point. Okay. Early on the in that first drive, and, and BYU you did this against Arizona, but there were a bunch of jet sweeps to you. Was that to set that play up? Uh, yeah, because we knew that we needed to do some misdirections, some pre-snaps, pre-snap adjustments in order to get their defense to spread out a little bit. Because Wisconsin, they're an assignment on defense, so we needed to change it up a little bit and get them off their toes. So I think the jet sweeps opened up a lot of things for us, and it worked out pretty well. So when that play call comes in, is your hand getting a little sweaty, getting a little nervous? You're like, oh, or were you the opposite? You're like, okay, let's do this. I think we had like a little a little media timeout before before we got that play call. Then one of the things Grimes says that he just he says we're going with it. I remember he was on the mic and then uh, he gets the call in and I, I overhear it. He's they say Bucky right, and I'm looking at the defense and I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm not, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. So, <laughs> but it worked out perfectly. I saw Marone run down the field and I couldn't believe how open he was. Yeah, and uh, and you told me you saw. The safety and uh, the outside coverage just crashing really hard. So you said, in that moment, I, I knew I had to get rid of it really quickly. Yeah, it was gonna, it was going to be a pitch and catch. You know, I, I feel like a baseball player getting the ball out, but but it was it was good because the corner was pressed, the defense the defensive end he recognized it right away, and the safety was low, and we're in the boundary, which makes it even a lot closer. So and we had a jet sweep go away from me, so I was by myself for a little bit, but Dallin Holker came over and handled the job. True freshman, did a good job of holding, holding that edge. And let's talk about that for a second, because before the game, all of a sudden, Braden Elbakri's not playing, right? Yeah. And uh, Kujay Tapusoa and Griffiths, they were hurt in fall camp. So he's playing fullback in this game as well, yeah. um, and almost made that catch down the goal line. What, what do you have to say about Dallin Holker's performance in multiple positions? Oh, he's been proving since first day of fall camp. We knew that he can be the playmaker that he's been so far. He hasn't had many opportunities to be, be, to be catching the ball, but... You can tell that he's gonna be a very special player for us in the future, and he's he's holding up his end of the deal, and he's proven to be the one. He got like a like a serious burn on his arm after that catch. By the way, did you oh, see did it? He? Yeah, it, no, it looked see that. gnarly. Turf burn yeah. is the worst. Oh my goodness! Uh, Aleva Hifo, BYU wide receiver, is with us Last on BYU Sports Nation. Yes, and part-time we're gonna, quarterback. We're, gonna, we're not gonna live that down. You threw a pass before Zach Wilson did, by the way. <laughs> Give him a hard time about that. Oh, I'll be on him about it. <laughs> Okay, Aleva, let's talk about the reality of what BYU pulled off at Wisconsin. Now that you've had the weekend to think about it, um, 
what what are your emotions today? Looking back on that, be like, wow, we we just beat the number six team in the country, and BYU's ranked number twenty five. Like, how how are you processing all of that? I don't know. Like, a lot has happened over the weekend. Uh, to be honest, I'm still not over it. I think a lot of us aren't either. I remember sitting in the airport lock in the airport uh, parking lot after with Sione because he took me home after, and he was like, "Man, when they missed that field goal, I couldn't believe it. I, I still can't." And you know, that's just the same thing that all the players kind of. It's just a big win overall. This, I think, I don't think I know we gotta move on to the next game, but this is definitely gonna be something to remember. And our coaches talked about about that before. That these are the games you remember. These are the type of games that you're gonna remember forever. And the guys that you play with, and all the games, and all the plays, you'll you'll remember vividly like plays that came from that game. And I think that's that's what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah, this is one of the all-timers. Like, whenever you're saying that, well, you're going to be like 70, and someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, you were on the team that beat Wisconsin. I'm serious. Like, this was a very significant thing. Um, when did the belief set in that, in, in reality, we can do this? Like, w- when did that set in, and how did that set in? Well, obviously, uh, we're, we're labeled as an underdog, and we, the, the win was labeled as an upset. You know, they're number six team, and we're, com- we're coming off a loss. We're one-on-one, and they're two-on-oh. They have, they have really good guys on their side of the ball. But throughout the whole week, our coaches preached that if we execute and and if we just do our job, we can hang with anybody. And that's something that we all we all believed, that if we played our football, that's something that we can do is, is we can beat anybody. So throughout the game, we, we handled and executed every play, no turnovers. That was big for us. So. Now, I think the fact that, and you brought it up, BYU was coming off a loss to Cal. Yeah. Gave you that added motivation, chip on the shoulder. Maybe makes Wisconsin think a little bit like, uh, I don't know if BYU is as good as people said they were after Arizona, and we beat them 40-6 last year. It kind of seemed like Wisconsin was in the perfect trap scenario. So you tell me, what what role did what happening at Cal play in how you prepared for the Wisconsin game and what that gave to you mentally? Well, the one thing the players always say is we're, we're going to be all right. And uh, one thing that I remember Kalani saying throughout the meetings every morning or – Every afternoon before we started all our, our practice and stuff was that Wisconsin doesn't know what's coming. And that's a perfect explanation of what happened in the game. They don't know what's coming. That's they We came off a loss. Then they're expecting us to be the team that we were last year. And I think that we proved that a lot of people wrong. We proved ourselves right. So that's a big thing. So you guys just need to be a double-digit dog on the road playing a Heisman Trophy candidate. Is that just like <laughs> the scenario you need to win right now? Yeah, maybe, maybe that needs to be it, but overall we just need to keep playing like that, just just playing and be ourselves and have fun. They keep stressing just to have fun. And it, you guys were having fun. When the third quarter ended, you know it's coming. You guys have been playing it all week, right, in practice? Yeah. House of pain, jump around. It was at that moment I thought, oh, my goodness, this is, this is going down. Um, describe what it was like on the sideline in that moment when – that stadium's jumping around, but they're a little nervous, and you guys aren't. Yeah, well, that song definitely got very annoying throughout the week. We, <laughs> we, we played that song probably like three times every practice. I think they, our strength coaches, they, they outplayed that song the whole week. But when they came to the fourth quarter, I did not expect everyone to be jumping around like that. We just expected just to just kind of just soak in, soak in that stadium. And 78,000 fans, that's a lot. And they're allowed all game. They they're making sure that we felt it. So when the fourth quarter came around, the energy on our sideline was I never felt that before. Yeah, the ultimate savagery uh, is playing that song and celebrating in the locker room as well. You know, I th- tell us about the locker room scene and what that experience was like. <laughs> we had a couple players talk, and then a couple coaches talk, and then our strength coach Nuu, he we he we our coaches gave him the, 
their strength coaches the the game ball and uh right after he's done talking he wanted to play the song <laughs> we had everyone in the locker room jumping we had coaches in there we had staff in there we had president president nelson in there i mean uh President Worthen. That would have been awesome if President Nelson would have been there. He was in Seattle. We had President Richards in there, him and his wife, and everyone was just, it was just just fun. That's all it is, just good energy. I mean, did your phone die from all the text messages? What what was the reception like? (laughs) I just had a lot of love for my family, my parents, friends from back home. It was good just to feel all the love and support for my family and friends, so it was good. Aleva Hifo, BYU wide receiver, part-time quarterback, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now, do you take that evidence of what you did and say to the coaches, hey, just so you know, if you need me to throw another pass again, like I'm, I'm one for one and I got a quarterback rating of 690. Yeah, 690 is pretty good, yeah. You, you use that as uh, you know, a, a weapon in your arsenal? To- <laughs> oh, I will not. I will not moving forward, trust me. <laughs> I better be personnel into some passing, some passing plays. Well, th- this is your first time in Studio B, right? Yeah. Welcome. First off, that was nice. And let's have you uh, sign our flag. Give, him, give him the king size yeah, uh, yeah. sharpie. When you beat Wisconsin, we go to another level. <laughs> Mind giving us uh, your autograph on that? Of course. All right. Yes. Aleva Hefo adding Hifo, his signature. Dude. The jet sweep specialist. To the BYU Sports Nation flag. Slash, yeah, wherever you want. So if you see someone's signature you don't really like, you can just go over it. Just, just go right yeah, over it. Yeah, again, when you do what you did against Wisconsin, you're like, oh, you have Alan free, you have yeah. free reign on the flag. <laughs> yes, you do. Also, let's give uh, a Levis and BYU Sports yes. Karma for McNeese yes. State. Good luck this Saturday. Live on BYU TV. No pressure. This is our channel. <laughs> Need to have a big game. See again. <laughs> Thanks, Aleva. Thank you. Okay, coming up, it's a match Monday. What impressed the ESPN College Football Analyst the most in the win? And we recap our going for two picks. Was it as good a weekend for us? As it was for BYU football. I don't, even, out I don't even care. This I is BYU Sports Nation. I took one for the team, man. I'm happy. And you should probably get a point for that. BYU football with Kalani Satake. And so is Greg Bell. Talks with Satake, a player and an assistant coach. It's tomorrow, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. And the apps. And reserve your free seats for the show on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with a winning edition of Headlines. If you missed it, where have you been? Welcome. BYU football upsets number six, Wisconsin 24-21 with a game-winning field goal from Skyler Southam with just under 10 minutes to play. BYU defensive end Corbin Kafusi told me after the game at Camp Randall... This team believed all week long. We had this feeling this whole week. You know, it's not that we were overconfident and we were being cocky. It's just there's this, this feeling that's like, you know what, we can do this. And so even before the game started, the whole week in preparation, we practiced hard, but there's just that feeling that we can do this. We can shock a lot of people here. Uh, yeah, and they did. BYU was ranked 25th in this week's AP poll. It's the first ranking for the Cougars since week three of 2015. Cougars in the NFL, Kyle Van Noy had six tackles and an interception for the Patriots in a loss. Taysom Hill, 47-yard kickoff return for the Saints. They won. Fred Warner had 10 tackles, double-digit tackles again for the 49ers, including the final tackle of the game to help prevent the Detroit Lions from a late score. And number one ranked BYU women's volleyball swept Weber State in three to remain undefeated in the final non-conference match of the season. 
Something we do this season is recap all of what BYU's opponents have done, starting with who's up next. McNeese State. And McNeese State got a 20-10 victory over Nichols. They're now 3-0. Nichols State was ranked 12th, so that's a nice win. Washington and Utah played each other. Washington ranked 10th. Beat the Utes 21-7, despite Utah getting into the end zone or red zone twice late. Miles Gaskin ran for 143 on 30 carries. Utah threw the ball over three times. Washington 3-0, Utah 2-1. Yeah, weird game for the Utes, for sure. Utah State, well, they drubbed Tennessee Tech 73-12 on Thursday night. Granted, it's Tennessee Tech, but still, 73. The Aggies are 2-1. Their only loss is at Michigan State. Hawaii uh, lost to Army 28-21, so they're one loss away from me getting Tucanos on your dime. I still think they're going to be 6-1 and one coming to Provo. Okay. Well, can, of course They can do. play offense. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, though. Northern <laughs> Illinois got their first win of the season, holding off Central Michigan 24-16. The Huskies are 1-2. and two. They almost beat the Utes. Boise State lost to Oklahoma State. That was a ranked matchup, 44-21. Brett Rippin threw for 380 and three touchdowns, but... First loss of the season, 2-1. and one. BYU ranked higher than Boise State now. BYU is the second highest uh, non-Power 5 team ranked. Only UCF and BYU in the AP. At least. How about the Minutemen of UMass? Uh, they got throttled by Florida International 63-24. Hashtag beat UMass. They're 1-3. Their lone win is against an FCS opponent. They were 4-8 last year. They weren't good either. Uh, New Mexico State. In a battle for the bragging rights of the land of enchantment, uh, the Aggies fell to New Mexico 42-25. New Mexico State's 0-4. So what's more of a guaranteed win in your mind, UMass or New Mexico State? Yes. <laughs> Correct. BYU's previous opponents now, Arizona, and their quarterback, Khalil Tate. They Tank, won a game. Threw for 349 yards, five touchdowns. The Wildcats blew out Southern Utah, FCS foe 62-31. Wildcats now 1-2. And, and Cal did not sleep on Idaho State and beat the Bengals 45-23. Cal's 3-0. That is your recap of what is happening with all of BYU's opponents. Now, I know how much Jerem is excited to do this, mm-hmm. and I actually am excited for you to do this because... I think we're going to give you credit in a way that you might not expect. That takes us to going for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, we each make two predictions for each BYU football game. They're worth one point apiece. I'll go first. I said BYU will be within single digits at the half. Tie game, 14-14 at the half. I also said BYU would do something they didn't do last year on their home field, and that was score an offensive touchdown. They did it three times. Yeah. Two for two. Jerem, how about you, man? I said Jonathan Taylor will rush for 150-plus. He did not. He rushed for 117. And I said, with the reverse curse in mind, that Wisconsin would win by 17-plus. But. I was wrong. And I'm so happy to be. What? No, it's kind of right. What do you mean? The reverse curse worked. You took one for the team. I think we should give you a half point for that. Whether you accept it or not, we're giving you a half point. I don't want a half point. (laughs) 
I want a full it's point on or there. nothing. It's on the screen. The whole you will take it. You will take it and like it. Moral victory is right. Jeez. Two and a half points Listen, for Gerald. I, I do think it's funny that multiple people to me and to you in person at Wisconsin were like, thank Gerald for the reverse curse. Plus. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have to do it at Washington again. Those are your updated going for two picks in standings. I have four points. Jerem with two and a half. It's like when someone banks it in and pick up. No, that's two and a half is not three <laughs> Banks don't open after hours our question of the day what's your craziest moment from the BYU win over Wisconsin at BYU underscore game day on Twitter the part when I was sitting on the floor and then the field goal was missed and somehow I found myself jumping up and down on the couch I honestly have no recollection of how I got up there or the rest of the game <laughs> we saw there was a video circulating of a dude that went and jumped in his pool in yeah. the backyard. Well, that's what it's for. I don't think that that's big a deal. <laughs> it's meant to be jumped in. Uh, in a swimsuit, but not in your clothes spontaneously. It has a pool. Amazing. It means it's warm. Amazing. Yes. Great reaction. It wasn't in Antarctica. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> also, the video I took had Cosmo, like, running out of the masses of the celebration after the missed field goal, like, on the field. Oh, like, he's oh, part mas- of the team, dude. Mascots can do whatever they want. Part of the team, bro. They can do whatever they want. Coming up, it's a Maddich Monday with ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich. What was his reaction to BYU upsetting Wisconsin? And what did BYU do that really allowed them to take the win? This is BYU Sports Nation. Maddich Monday hits next BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's soccer hosts Long Beach State tonight at 7.30 Eastern time. Watch the game on the BYU TV app and BYUtv.org or listen on BYU Radio or its app. The Cougars won three matches in a row by a combined score of 16-2. to two. Also excellent. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, with our question of the day. What is your craziest moment from BYU's win at Wisconsin, at Bryson underscore Hiskey, the jump around. When I saw BYU doing that, I knew. Yeah, pretty awesome, right? Uh-huh. That, at, was, that was the moment. Jeff JLS7. I was so happy I wore a Christmas tie to church yesterday. <laughs> that should have been in the top five craziest things. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, you can join the conversation 24-7 on social media. Just use the hashtag BYUSN. As we do every Monday, ESPN's Trevor Maddich joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, college football insider, expert, and BYU football national champion. He joined us earlier today. Here is another Maddich Monday. Trevor Maddich, Trevor, BYU. <laughs> Beat Wisconsin. What's your initial reaction to that? Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I tell you, I, there's a lot to love about this BYU team, but to go on the road and be the top ten team that smashed them in Provo last year, uh, is it, it was too much to hope. And I think all BYU football fans probably you know, had that hope but it was too much to really consider that they could sink their teeth into it because of the, the near-certain letdown when it didn't happen. And the team wasn't thinking like everybody else. The team believed, and I don't think there was anybody else on the planet that did, and they made it happen. I'm just, I'm just I'm so impressed with the way these young men went out there and did it. 
I think the moment where I thought, okay, this could really happen was during the jump around after the third quarter part. BYU's jumping around. Wisconsin is not. It's tense. It's nervous. BYU's running the rock. And, in fact, BYU ran for 6.8 yards per carry. What did you think of the way BYU won the line of scrimmage? Well, that was the impressive part. Wisconsin is not a flashy team that beats you with speed on the edge. Wisconsin is an old-school smash-mouth team. And they beat pretty much everybody they play that way. And I think when you look at the defensive line of BYU and how they performed, this Wisconsin offensive line returned four starters from last year who earned some form of All-America honors. And they couldn't push BYU's defensive line around. Matter of fact, BYU's defensive line got them frustrated. They actually pulled out their starting center and right guard, both with All-America honors last year. Kyrus Tonga inside the 340-pound defensive tackle for BYU dominated this game. I mean, if there was one thing that really surprised is that when you look at which player would dominate, you would think it would be Jonathan Allen taking over the game late, the running back All-America candidate for Wisconsin. Last year, this same Jonathan Allen as a freshman broke Adrian Peterson's all-time freshman rushing record. And yet, he got outrushed by Squally Canada. Squally Canada had a better game, partly because Squally earned it. Partly because Kyrus Tonga and those guys on the defensive front of BYU basically stood toe-to-toe with the mighty Wisconsin Badgers and hit them in the mouth. And I tell you, that to do that for the first quarter, you could see. For the first half, yeah, you could see. But to do it for all four quarters and shut them down? I mean, we talk about how BYU wants to be a big physical presence. They want to be a pounding team. That's their identity. They established that with fireworks in Madison. ESPN's Trevor Maddich is on BYU Sports Nation on a Maddich Monday, coming off of one of the biggest wins in BYU football history. Now, you were a guy that was involved in a top 10 win on the road to start a season in Pitt in, in 1984. Compare and contrast kind of that win and the big wins BYU's had to what BYU did on Saturday. That, this was a huge win. Yeah, it's a watershed kind of win. After last year, the buy-in for BYU's players is faith. They have faith in Kalani Sataki. They have faith that the new staff members coming in can get the job done. They have faith. But last year, they didn't see the results on the field, and that's hard for players because they are asked to – practice, to meet, to lift weights, to do all the things they do at the highest level of their personal capacity. And it's exhausting, not just physically, but emotionally. And when you don't see the results, to push yourself to do it again the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, which is what they had to do last year, is really hard to do. You do it essentially because you love your your brothers on the team. And I think they did it because they believe in Coach Sataki. Well, this win, and the win really in the opener over Arizona as well, gives them the tangible, hard evidence that everything Coach Sataki is asking them to do will work if they do it. And it's not that they didn't believe it before. It's just they're finally rewarded for that work. And I tell you, that is a watershed moment. You talk about that game. We played a top-five team um, at Pitt. 
1984 on the way to the national championship. And, and that was a watershed moment for us because we knew we were really good. But we had measured ourselves against one of the best in the country at their home field. And we came out to be the victors. And this BYU team, from a standpoint of a watershed moment, just had one. Trevor, I wonder, based on last week's game against Cal, did BYU have a wake-up call? Did BYU need to lose to Cal at home to refocus and re-energize and perhaps Wisconsin to overlook uh, BYU? Did BYU need to lose to Cal to beat Wisconsin, perhaps? You know, I don't think so. Uh, the, 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 the loss to Cal, to me, was a head-scratcher at the time. And now it's, it's an even bigger head-scratcher now. I mean, as, as what they, they did to Wisconsin, what they did without a really efficient passing game. I mean, they, they made some passing plays when they needed to to keep drives alive. And I'll tell you, that's about all they could have done because the passing game still isn't up to where it needs to be. But they won with the physicality, with the running game. They won with creativity and play calling in Madison. And the, the fact that they couldn't get all that done against Cal at home now is really frustrating to me because, man, you know, I'm so happy that, that they beat Wisconsin. I'm excited for the rest of the season. But as a football player, in the back of my mind, it's going to gnaw on me all season. What if they'd have beaten Cal? <laughs> and that's the question. But despite the loss to Cal, BYU is in the top 25 for the first time in three years. And oddly enough, the last time BYU was ranked, Tanner Mangum was the guy after the Boise State game, after the UCLA game, after game three in 2015. Uh, now BYU is ranked. Do you feel like BYU deserves to be ranked? I do. I mean, why wouldn't they be ranked? They're ranked at number 25 in the AP, and I think that is a show of tremendous respect because when you look at who else could be ranked there, there are a lot of teams that are really in a scrum for that last spot. And they, the voters in the AP poll decided to put BYU there, and I think that's fine. Now, BYU will have a chance to prove that they belong to stay there. I mean, in two weeks they go to Wisconsin or Washington, and they have a chance to show that they can do this for a second time in three weeks. But from a standpoint of right now, I have no problem at all with BYU being ranked. I, I, they're not a complete team right now, um, just because, again, I want to see more from the passing game, more consistency. But I think that they are, you know, I mean, when you look at Boise State, Boise State went on the road and played a team not nearly as good as Wisconsin and got smashed, basically, Oklahoma State. And they dropped out of the rankings, USC. Played a team not nearly as good as Wisconsin on the road. They played Texas, and Texas handled USC. They dropped out of the rankings. So why shouldn't BYU be there instead? Tanner Mangum has thrown for 209 in Arizona, 196 last week against Cal, a lot of which came on that final, final drive down 11, and then 89 yards against Wisconsin. You mentioned more out of the passing game. I'm with you. If BYU is going to win more than, say, eight games, Tanner Mangum has to be more of a threat because right now, Trevor, it looks like BYU is as good as its run game. Arizona and Wisconsin, it was there. Cal, it was not. I think that's fair to say. You know, I think the, they can rise as high as, as the run game can take them in the absence of a real threat in the passing game. But, but I keep on thinking when I look at these stats – I keep on going back to how good I know the Wisconsin defense is. And in Jim Leonard, they have one of the best defensive coordinators in all of college football. And Jeff Grimes and the Offensive Brain Trust of BYU outcoached them. I mean, they outcoached. 
the Wisconsin defensive side. And part of the way they did it was knowing that they weren't going to be able to dominate in any way or even just be average probably in the passing game against Wisconsin based on the limitations that they've got on that phase. What they did was run the ball with even greater creativity. Other than the quarterback, seven different Cougars ran the ball. Three different wide receivers, I believe, had carries in this game. And they attacked inside with Squally Canada. They attacked outside with Aleva Hifo, you know, with, with Dylan Colley. They, they, they attacked different places in the running game that still managed to keep the Wisconsin defense off balance, even though it was going to be probably a run that would be the successful play. The question is, who would carry it and where would it hit? And Wisconsin was off balance all day long. Now, you combine being off balance with that defense, I think, being surprised at how physical BYU's offensive line was, and you have a, a, a running game that, that carried them. But I think you're right. You know, the, the team will be as good as its running game against stacked fronts because until the, off, until the passing game can prove that it can assert its will, not just on a play here and a play there basis, which they did against Wisconsin to keep the chains moving, but, uh, you know, a real, a real effective, efficient passing game, it'll be the running game that will carry this team. And BYU, for the first time this season, will face a non-Power 5 team, FCS foe McNeese State, coming up this Saturday. Well, it's going to be a great week to be a Cougar, Trevor, and uh, we appreciate the time. Enjoy it, and uh, remind people you went to BYU. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, listen, I I do. And and I tell you, this this moment, this is not just a win. It's not just a win over a top-10 team on the road. This is a statement. This is an arrival. This is a... This is a statement of what this team can be. And I think this, when we look back on it in the history of this season and in the near history of BYU football, now going forward, this is a moment that a corner was turned and Kalani Sataki and his program arrived. Now they've got to continue to win in order for that to really sink in and become bedrock. But that is their opportunity and let us enjoy this moment for more than just the win that it is. Amen to that. Thanks, Trevor. All right, guys. As always, Maddich Mondays. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. The moment BYU's program turned the corner under Kalani Satake. That's the hope. Keep it going. Coming up, who recognized nationally for his offensive play calling after the game? Jeff Grimes getting it done. Plus, Taysom Hill returning kicks and returning kicks well. (laughs) Yep, that happened. The poor kicker that didn't have to tackle him was thanking his lucky stars. The whip is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Aleva Hifo, BYU football and ESPN's Trevor Maddish. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU upsets number six Wisconsin on the road, 24-21. The game-winning play, Skyler Southam's 45-yard field goal in the fourth quarter. Squally Canada led the team with 118 rushing yards. BYU now 2-1. and one. Versus three Power 5 teams to start the season. As a result, BYU is now ranked number 25 in the Week 3 College Football AP poll. It's the first time BYU has been ranked since Week 3 of 2015. Athlon Sports names Jeff Grimes the Offensive Coordinator of the Week. 
ESPN Week 3 Bowl projections have BYU playing in either the Bahamas Bowl yeah, against Marshall yeah, yeah, yeah. or the Birmingham Bowl against South Florida. Or I should say USF because they want USF. Also, BYU and Washington on September 29th set for an 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Pacific kickoff on Fox. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Vinoy had six tackles and a pick for the Patriots. Taysom Hill, a 47-yard kick return for the Saints. And Fred Warner had 10 tackles for the Niners. Kainakua has signed with the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. No. Color me shocked. Volleyball. Number one BYU women's volleyball swept Weber State in three to conclude non-conference play. McKenna Miller, 14 kills. Ronnie Jones-Perry, 13 kills. Team USA volleyball remains undefeated in pool play at the FIVB World Championships with wins over Russia and Cameroon over the weekend. All three former Cougars, Taylor Sander, Ben Patch, and Jake Langlois, saw Volleyball. action in yesterday's match. A three-set sweep over Cameroon. Soccer. BYU women's team beat Marquette 3-0 on Saturday after a power outage Friday night. Uh, BYU will face Long Beach State tonight, 7.30 Eastern at Southfield. The game on the BYU radio and BYU TV apps. Golf. BYU women's golf starts the season in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Mercedes-Benz Collegiate Championships today and tomorrow. Good luck, ladies. Cougars in the major leagues. Taylor Cole with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California. Get the win over my Seattle Mariners yesterday. Cole pitched two innings, striking out three, and didn't give up a hit. Now, are you happy for Taylor? For him, yeah. (laughs) I'm happy for individuals. (laughs) Today's rise and shout goes to... Entire BYU football team. What a win, baby. Number six, Wisconsin. That was awesome. Yeah, outstanding. Our question of the day, what's your craziest moment from the BYU win over Wisconsin? At Dave Huck in on Twitter. The la- the lateral trick play for a 31-yard touchdown pass by Hefo. That's when I knew BYU was playing to win. Hashtag BYUSN. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. At Colton underscore Hammer. Realizing I get to watch Jerem Jordan eat a wheel of cheese on the show, as promised last Friday. And wouldn't you know it, Jerem. And the top I just, button. I just so happen to top have a wheel of cheese. So, Oh, interesting that you just happen to have Let's check one. the archives just to make sure that this yeah, is official, let's make sure huh? Yeah, this was said. I would give up my top button for a month. I know there are those of you <gasps> that would be excited about that. Uh, and I would eat a wheel of cheese on the show Monday. If- well, there you go, Jerem. <laughs> I don't have to eat this wheel of cheese in the next 30 seconds, right? No, I'll give you a few minutes. <laughs> How does it uh, taste? Give me the rest of the day. Provolone. Victory tastes excellent. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, dig, dig in, bro. Jaden, provolone. Use the hashtag BYUSN for Jerem. Delicious. I am Spencer. Shout out to Baxter and Jason Buck. Go Cougs. Woo!